Welcome to the Wonder Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In this episode, we're going to be listening to a listener comment who left an anonymous voice message that you can do, by the way, by going to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. And you can leave your own anonymous voice message. And I'll be playing his, which is kind of funny because it's about colonoscopies. Yeah, he listened to my episode about diving deep into my asshole. And well, he got a kick out of it and gave me a tip about something. I will reflect on what he says and also talk about some of the options I discovered and all the things that I learned after that colonoscopy episode, because boy, did I learn a lot. I got a lot of feedback from that episode. So I'll be sharing that with you. Before I get into that, I want to play a 30-second segment of Johnny Ward on top of Everest. Now, what I find remarkable about this is not so much what he says at the top of Mount Everest, but that he's doing it while he's sitting down. He's just resting, but he's doing it without his oxygen mask, and you can just listen to the labored breathing. It sounds like he's running or lifting weights at the very moment, and all he's doing is just sitting down on his butt, talking. And you can see how hard it is just to do that simple task. So again, congratulations to Johnny Ward. Go listen to my previous episodes with him. And then after Johnny Ward talks, we'll dive into butts. And now, here's Johnny Ward. Top of Everest. This is dedicated to all the single moms. Little boys growing up with no dads. To the moms, just support the kids. And to the kids, just remember, anything's possible. Oh, just look at me. Anything. Okay. Love you all. Thanks, guys. See you on the flip side. Wow, that's amazing. I'm breathless just listening to that. Congratulations again to Johnny Ward. It's amazing what he's done. A thousand people, roughly, try to climb Everest every year. About half of them make it. So it's not as rare as it used to be when only you know a few people or dozens at best would do it. They've really hacked the system and figured out how to get people to the top. And a lot of that has to do with figuring out the weather. Uh, but no matter how perfect the weather is, the fact that Johnny Ward was in such good shape, I know it, I just met him like a couple of months before he left. He's in super great shape and you can just see how exhausted he is despite all his preparation, it really shows you what a taxing endeavor that is. I hope to have Johnny on the podcast talking about his Everest experience sometime in the future. So make sure you're subscribed to hear that particular one. Now, I want to play this little clip from some of my listener feedback. Again, it's anonymous and it's fucking hilarious. Go ahead, listen to this little comment. I have always wanted to call this anonymous voice line. And I happen to have my phone with me right after you told everybody about the invasion of your asshole. I mean, if you don't get a whole bunch of new subscribers from that episode, you may as well just give up podcasting. Anyway, fascinating as I'm preparing food to listen to um, stories about your asshole. Anyway, I'm 53 and my doctor, who I have a lot of respect for, said, you know what? You can do a colonoscopy or, and I think what, like once every five years or something like that, or you can poop on this stick every year. Nothing goes up my butt. 
stuff only comes out of my butt. So I go home, I poop on a stick, I bring it back home, and it's supposed to be very, very effective. And then of course, if they notice anything, then they say, all right, time to do a colonoscopy. So I would like you as a follow-up to do some research. I don't know what it's called, but it wouldn't be that hard to look up. Colonoscopy versus pooping on a stick. And I'm not gonna tell you who this is because this is anonymous. So that comment caught me thinking to look into exactly what he talked about. And he is correct to a large extent. Now, if you go to the mayoclinic.org, uh, Mayo Clinic is a very respected place. They talk about various tests. And it's not just colonoscopy that allows you to detect things, but also the stool DNA test, which, uh, and the fecal occult blood test, or sometimes called the fecal immunochemical test. And these are other ways to do it. And finally, there's something nobody mentioned, which is the virtual colonoscopy or the CT colonography. Uh, these are all tests. And I'll give a link to the Mayo Clinic article where they talk about the pros and cons of each one of these tests. If I were to sum it up again, this is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor. This is what I read about it from that article. It seems that a lot of these tests are not able to detect small polyps and tiny cancers. A colonoscopy is the most sensitive of all the tests currently available. So if you really want to do a deep dive, that's what you need to do, a colonoscopy. Now the stool test is pretty good. It allows you to just do it at home, just like the anonymous guy mentioned. And it is pretty good at testing it, but it's less sensitive at detecting some precancerous polyps. And if they do detect any abnormalities, then you might have to do additional tests and of course, maybe a colonoscopy. Then there's the fecal occult blood test or the fecal immunochemical test, sometimes called FIT, F-I-T. This is uh, relatively popular and doesn't need sedation. You could also do it at home, same thing. But sometimes they fail to detect polyps and cancers. And sometimes the test can suggest an abnormality when there's none present. In other words, you get a false positive result. And if there's blood detective, uh, they might need to do additional tests, which makes sense to me. So the FIT test is quite popular. And finally, there's the virtual colonoscopy where they do like a CT scan on your colon. And that doesn't require sedation, but you do need to have dietary changes and things like that to cleanse your bowel before you do a CT scan. Uh, you might get a little tiny dose of radiation, which some people are concerned about, and they can't take tissue samples, so they might have to do a follow-up of a colonoscopy after that. Those are the pros and cons. Now, I did find in a Forbes article that mentioned a new technology called Cologuard. These fecal tests cost around 60-something bucks. The Cologuard's 10 times more expensive, about 600 bucks, but it's about a quarter of the price of a colonoscopy. So it's kind of trying to reach a middle ground in between the very cheap FIT test and the colonoscopy. Well, their big claim to fame is a private company called Exact Science that does this. They claim that 92% of the cancers are found versus a FIT test, which is that poop on the stick, is 74%. They both poop on the sticks effectively, but I guess they, use, they look at DNA more than just your um, bacteria, I guess. So they claim that they have a better results than the FIT test. And you only have to do it every three years as opposed to every year with the FIT test. 
I also looked up into Ontario, Canada. They recommend that most people do the FIT test instead of any other like colonoscopy test. The only people that do colonoscopy tests in Canada are people who are high risk people. That's the type of people that they want to do that. And of course, they have a nationalized healthcare, so they're probably trying to find ways to keep their things down. And lastly, I'll get into some of the comments that I got on the website. Sorry, not my website, but on my Facebook page. Uh, One of the more interesting comments was one I got from Estonia. And the person who wrote that said, I've gotten three colonoscopies so far. One of them was without anesthesia and it was a nightmare because the doctor was sadistic and it hurt like hell. He would tell me to get myself together as if it wasn't painful. I feared my colon was going to rupture. When I was in the operating room, he said, don't hate me for too long. I know it hurts. So complete sadistic person, horrible. So because of that experience and the second time she got a colonoscopy, she insisted on anesthesia. And the third time she did it without anesthesia. And it was very mild and had no discomfort at all because the doctor was humane and he used a flexible colonoscope. It all depends on the doctor and whether he's using a flexible colonoscope. I also read later that it's not just the flexibility of the colonoscope that is important, but also whether they lubricate it uh, appropriately to make it really smoothly go through your large intestine and colon. And that's another Uh, important thing as opposed to kind of pushing this kind of inflexible metal tube and uh, that kind of hurts like hell. And that's what I experienced in my colonoscopy. I also learned that Europeans in general, they, a lot of them don't use anesthesia for their colonoscopy. And why? Because they tend to use this seemingly more advanced technology, which is using lubrication in a very flexible colonoscope that penetrates into your colon in a very mild and almost I wouldn't say undetectable way, but it's just, you know, not this harsh, crazy experience that I experienced. So to me, that seems like the best of both worlds. And by the way, in Estonia, they only charge about $100 for you to get a colonoscopy. So that's a, a really good deal. And you might be able to find similar prices in other countries. The key thing, I suppose, is you ask your doctor or whoever's going to perform this, find out what kind of technology are they using? Could it be done without anesthesia? Because you should be able to avoid anesthesia if you can. That seems like a, a wise thing to do and not, not do it unnecessarily. Uh, there are certain risks with anesthesia. They're minor, but you know why, why take the risk when you can do it uh, painlessly through these flexible colonoscopies? So that seems to me like the sweet spot. You get the high detectivity and yet none of the pain and discomfort or the anesthesia. But what do you guys think? Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate learning from everybody. And I hope you guys learned a bit from wandering around buttholes. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the Wander Learn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it four, review it, and five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. 
This is Francis Tabon encouraging you to wander and learn.